0: Welcome to episode 319 of the Park Run Adventurers Podcast. My name is Melissa Ellis, and I am coming to you from Warudgery Country.
1: And I am Ollie Spake, and I am joining from Dalrawal Country with the Crickets.
0: Oh, crickets, not cicadas?
1: Uh, <laughs> we're the cicadas. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's correct that.
0: How's the oh. moving going, Ollie? Are we all moved?
1: Uh I think technically we're moved and we're on to the cleaning. Um, yes, it's it's been a busy time. Um, I have put a few things on pause to, get, to help out and get us through this time. But, uh, yes, for context, um, Hannah and, and uh, James are in their new place and I did spend a big chunk of the weekend helping out uh, at some – Key Times Mel.
0: Uh,
1: 8 AM Saturday, one of those. Yeah.
0: Wow. Mm. Future note to my kids if you ever need help moving house. Please don't schedule it for 8 AM on Saturday.
1: But hey, you know, it's all for a good cause. And um <laughs> It will be very nice once it's all set up and the other place is tidied and keys handed back.
0: And your mum's in town.
1: Yeah, mum's come through. Mum's also very good at cleaning so uh, and always helps out. So, yeah, she's staying tonight. So I've relocated podcasting duties to the front room of the house um, near the caramel steps. But... um <laughs> Yeah.
0: Caramilk. Yeah. We haven't heard about caramilk for a while.
1: No, that's right. That's right. Uh, but so, look, that makes my recap very brief. Uh, Park Day just gone, Mel. I didn't have one. Aww. What about you? How was your parkrun day?
0: Well, I ventured north, Ollie, as I stated last week, to Cowra Parkrun on the lands of the Wiradjuri people. Cowra is a small town in the Central West District of New South Wales on the banks of the Lachlan River, approximately 310 kilometres west of Sydney, also 189 kilometres north of Canberra or... 694 kilometres northeast of Meltown. Cowra was my Nendi and I headed off early on Friday morning and arrived just after lunch, giving me ample time to pitch my tent at the showgrounds and head off to explore significant to the township is the prisoner of war campsite which is listed as one of new south wales top heritage sites the former camp was established during world war ii most of the detainees were captured japanese and italian military personnel with a number of indonesian political prisoners as well In 1944, over 1,000 Japanese staged a mass breakout, which was to be the biggest in British and Australian war history. During the breakout, which was depicted in a 1984 TV miniseries, 234 Japanese were killed and 108 wounded. To the Japanese, the disgrace of capture could finally be overcome by dying in armed battle. During the breakout, five Australian soldiers were also killed. From the tragedy of war and the Kaura breakout came a long lasting friendship between the people of Kaura and the nation of Japan. There is much in Kaura today which serves as a reminder to these events. Kaura is also the home to Australia's World Peace Bell. Located in Civic Square, the Australian World Peace Bell is a replica of the one that stands in the forecourt of the United Nations headquarters as a reminder of the continual need for all nations to work for peace. The Australian World Peace Bell was awarded to Cowra in 1992 for its long-standing contribution to world peace and international understanding. It is the only World Peace Bell in the world that is not located in a city. Hmm. Also worth a visit is the Kaura Japanese Garden and Cultural Centre, a simply stunning five-hectare strolling garden, the largest of its type in the Southern Hemisphere. The garden was officially opened in 1979 and remains a place of peace and a symbol of reconciliation between Australia and Japan. The garden is connected to the site of the breakout and former prisoner of war camp by Sakura Avenue translating to Cherry Tree Avenue in English. This commemorative drive connects the Cowra Japanese Garden with the site of the POW camp and continues to the Australian and Japanese War Cemetery. I was greeted by a group of very friendly volunteers led by RD Lian for Event 202 at Cowra Parkrun, which is situated within the Prisoner of War campsite area. The course is a double out and back with some definite elevation. (laughs) But as is always the case, what goes up must come down and that final downhill return was much welcomed. I was pleased with another post-injury PB, despite the hills and the warm conditions, taking 30 seconds off my time from last week.
1: Well done, Mel.
0: Thank you. There were 39 finishes, which is in keeping with the average of 31, and I was one of seven first-timers on the day. Afterwards, the team enjoyed brunch at the Rose Garden Coffee House, which is back in the township. If you are planning to visit Cowra, make sure you allow ample time to explore and soak up the history. The area also features boutique vineyards, a regional art gallery, the Lachlan Valley Railway Heritage Centre, canola spring tours, heritage walks, and cycle trail tours. Mm. It's not
1: a small trip. (laughs) <laughs> to state the obvious, <laughs> but I am always astounded by uh, the strength of your research. There, Mel, uh, you put me to shame. Uh, not just obviously for the research, but the whole, you know, parkrun experience there. But yeah, really appreciate it. Uh, it's going to have to go on the list, I think.
0: It needs to, Ollie. It's a really lovely place to visit and steeped in history. Of course, I was very engaged in all the military history and didn't get to spend as long as I would have liked in the area. I was on a schedule as I always am because I needed to get home. My daughter had an appointment later in the day on Saturday to try on wedding dresses. So I had to hot foot it home as quickly as my little car could get me down the hymn.
1: Well, that's a good reason to make it back very quickly uh, to enjoy uh, what a big weekend
0: it was <laughs> oh yeah i haven't even mentioned juniors
1: that's right uh, did you get my prompt there
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you that's a good segue we had a brilliant morning at ainsbury for our second birthday
1: happy birthday to you happy birthday <laughs> to you happy birthday ainsbury child junior heritage park run happy birthday to you <laughs>
0: Ainsbury Heritage Trail job. Uh,
1: One (laughs) job, one job.
0: Thank you. We did have a lovely morning. You know, we're a little event, but we have a big heart. We have the best volunteers. And one of our more recent volunteers, Janelle, made us the best cake. We didn't really have a cake for our first birthday, but Mm. doesn't matter. Made up for it with it. Birthday number two, which was a lovely cake complete with a puddle and our Jemima puddle duck with all our marshal positions marked. Oh, it was fabulous and very well enjoyed by everybody that was there. We had another of our regular volunteers, Suzanne, Turn up with a picnic table and cups and paper plates and serviettes and cold water and everything for ev- all the kids to enjoy. So we were very, very blessed with all the generous support from our community.
1: Oh, that sounds lovely. And uh, yeah, congratulations to everyone a part of that community uh, for putting on a wonderful event.
0: Thanks.
1: So it really was a big weekend.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Yep, 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 yep. But also going on, Ollie, Mm. doing my own segue here. You are, yes. (laughs) The Office Ladies Classy Challenge Cards. Now, I did refer to these last week as snazzy. I apparently was wrong although I do think they're pretty snazzy.
1: Well, maybe the stickers are the snazzy part.
0: We need to do a bit of a shout-out tonight because the office lady has asked us to mention that they are in the post. So everybody that ordered their challenge cards and stickers, they have gone in the post today. And if you have regrets, if you have FOMO, there are a very limited number of sticker sheets left over. So if you want to look on Facebook and find one of the previous posts about the challenge cards either on Facebook or Instagram, uh, you can comment and the office lady will send you a message with the ordering details. These are only, however, while stocks last.
1: Yes, and a huge thank you to the office lady for coordinating them.
0: Absolutely. She has gone above and beyond. We are forever in her debt.
1: Yes, yeah. How
0: did we get so lucky, Ollie, to get an office lady?
1: (laughs) Don't question miracles, Mel. (laughs) Just enjoy them. And appreciate them.
0: Yeah, we uh, do. Yes. We do. We absolutely do. Uh, yeah. So That's right. Yeah. Recapping the last week, news and discussion. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think we want to mention the war. <laughs> um, yeah, we don't have to. I think, I think it's been covered. We don't. We absolutely don't,
1: Ollie. <laughs> it's been covered. We're here to talk about some adventures and you know what? Um, so are some other people. So, there has been lots of wonderful park running going on around the world. And we are fortunate, as we still play a bit of catch up since our festive season break, we're fortunate to have a few roving reports to take us around the globe. So, Mel, I think let's let them talk us through their experiences. Mm
2: So today's my final parkrun trip of this adventure and I've chosen today to come to Perry Hall Park Run in Birmingham and I've done the parkrun and I'm sat in the back of my chauffeur's car with Emma who is Can you describe yourself, Emma,
3: and your relationship with Perry Hall? Yeah, so um, I was the event director here for just over seven years, and uh, towards the end of November, I stepped down from that, just so that I could concentrate on my ambassador role, really. Um, So it's my first time back here today, since then, um, and it's been great to have you here, and you got big cheers at the briefing for being all the way from New Zealand.
2: uh, The the poor guy from Walsall, just down the road.
3: (laughs) Yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah. who's the furthest away Yeah, No, not Walsall today. So um, we
2: Parked walk today, you were park Walker, and you said this was your first time in that role?
3: Yeah, um, so as I say I was an event director for many years, so I've done quite a few volunteers and um, there's three roles that I've never yet done. One was park Walker, one was Tail Walker, and I've never marshaled either. Um, so I think really it's because when I like to v- volunteer, I like to be in the finish area and amongst that team and seeing the runners coming in and things like that. So today an opportunity obviously i knew you was coming here and because of your accident you're unable to run around um at the moment and wasn't sure how long we'd get in the cafe so i said that i'd join you as park walker and go around and have a chat and yeah it was surprisingly really good fun i loved yeah. it yeah so
2: tell all the listeners about perry hall like how old is it and what
3: kind of course is it so perry hall started in 2015 i think it was it's on maybe around 350 events now um so the course when I first took it on as event director it used to be two laps um which was basically two laps around a muddy field as well um which was a little bit lonely especially for the for the walkers who was only getting about 80 80 walkers and runners at that time um, So so it's quite a lonely a, a lonely thing on your second lap there was nobody else around you really. Um, so we decided to change the course and made it basically all on paths. Um, and that had a had a great impact on the number of walkers we now get and the number of runners because they prefer obviously to be on the paths and not ankle deep in mud especially in 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 the winter so yeah uh, it's three slightly different laps with two out and back sections which is really social because obviously you get to see runners going in the other direction so yeah it's um we had really good feedback and and it's been like that ever since so about the last five six years we've had that course
2: yeah I found it a really sociable course today yep which made up for the weather
3: oh yes yeah (laughs) typical Perry Hall weather um we we always get the wind on the long out and back even if a beautiful summer's day you'll always get the wind on there but yeah um if you can enjoy it on a day like this you can enjoy it anytime yeah it
2: was pretty wet (laughs) for sure but as I was told on the way here it is winter so we can't really complain about the weather
3: yeah and we were lucky in some respects the rain did stop it was forecast to be torrential all morning so it could have been worse yeah
2: so today was your 373rd volunteer yeah and how many runs approximately do you think you've done
3: Uh, maybe about 160 I think
2: and you do like to go touring to different events
3: yeah um, so i'm currently on i think it's 93 different venues um 10 of those in scotland so hoping to get my cowl at easter time in scotland as well so
2: so on the parkrun adventurers we do like to find out people's top three okay so what are your not claim? you can't name your home parkrun what would be your top three parkrun courses
3: okay yeah that's a good question in terms of courses because i genuinely don't have top three park runs because every park run has its unique um feature that that draws you in whether it be a particular cafe or a course or the community or the size of the event so i I literally don't have favorites but favorite course um so i would say um number one probably has to be um one called summer sommerdale pavilion i think it is or somerville pavilion which is sort of near bristol um for anybody who doesn't know, that's a curly whirly course. Um it's absolutely bonkers. You you go around and then I can't describe it. Curly whirly. <laughs> yeah, you, you go into this this oh, it's just, spiral. Yeah, it? yeah, spiral. You go into it and you go into the middle and then come back out again and do that a couple of times and it is just mental. You just just look up the course map to see what that one's like. Um so that one is very memorable. Um, another one would be um, Seven Bridge Park Run, which is not too far from there, um, and obviously that's up on the on the Seven Bridge. If anybody again Google the Seven Bridge UK, and you'll see, you know, it's a big, quite a big, spectacular bridge, and it's just a simple out and back course. But on this bridge, it's something really different to uh, a run in the park, if you like. And thirdly, oh gosh, what I'd have to say Loch and Park Run in, in Scotland. That was one of the one of the first Scottish ones I did. And there I met um Hilary Hilary Bennison who is part of the um with me now um Facebook group as well and she was very welcoming and, and it's got a lovely cafe there. So, yeah,
2: cool. All right, Summerdale Pavilion, Seven Bridge, and Loch Leven. Yes, I've only done Seven Bridge, so I'll add the other ones too. Uh, yeah, Summerdale right. yeah. is on my list for a summer,
3: yes, definitely.
2: Yeah. Cool, thank you so much for your awesome hospitality, Emma. It's been wonderful coming to visit Perry Hall. and I am going to get on the plane this afternoon and head back to New Zealand, so
3: I'll be back at New Zealand Park Runs next week. Yeah, so thank you for choosing Perry Hall whilst you've been on your visit to the UK. Cool.
4: Good morning, Goeiemorgen Mulweni Adventurers. It's Johan reporting from the Living Color Parkrun in the Western Cape near Darling. I'm here today with the Malik family. and The Malik family is a family of uh, the the two parents and ten kids, uh, of which uh, we have uh, three of the boys here today with um, the parents. And uh, between the the family, they've done more than 3,000 parkruns. So um, I'm going to confuse the names, so I'm going to let them introduce themselves and also tell us uh, how many parkruns
5: they've done, how many different events and how many volunteers. Let's start with Dad. Uh, good morning, I'm Munib Malik, I'm the father of the 10 kids and uh, I've done 407 different parkruns and I've also done and so on 72 or three uh, volunteers and and I've done 38 different parkruns but most of the ways parkruns was
4: in the Western Cape. All right, and let's go to Mum.
6: Hi, I'm Faldila Malik. I've um, done 425 parkruns to date. 426 to date. And I've done 72 different um, volunteers and 38 different parkruns.
4: Okay, and now the boys. Hi, my name is
6: Hilmi Malik. I've done 38 different parkruns. And I've done 379 parkruns in total to this date. And I've done 64 volunteers so far. Uh, hi, I'm Toir. I've done 38 different parkruns, uh, 411 overall. And I've done 64 volunteers. Hello, my name is Kia Malik. Um, I've done 418 parkruns. 65 volunteers and then i've managed to do 36 different types of parkruns
4: fantastic so uh, you guys have started park running from what i can think of the numbers around about the same time as park runs started in the western cape
5: yes uh, uh, we are uh, we from the Greenpoint Parkrun and an an inaugural event we had the pleasure of meeting Bruce Fordyce there and then uh, we went to reduce and the wife doesn't want to miss any so that's the way we've been carrying on since July 2013
4: so um, what does parkrun do mean for you why do you parkrun every week
6: oh parkrun keeps us busy I have to literally drag them out of the bed come rain or shine you gotta do this we gotta do this, and if we go out early, we prepare ourselves the night before, and in the morning, we just get up and go. That's it, they must. They must, it's a must. Because what else are we gonna do on a Saturday morning? Look at each other? No. Mm-mm. We're gonna run. We gotta do this.
4: Uh, so, so mum, is rough on you guys. You have to get out of bed early?
6: Yeah, we have to, but uh, for me, it's more of the scenery at some of the park runs. And I really enjoy that, and just getting to know other people as well.
4: And so, uh, what do you enjoy most of parkrun?
6: I enjoy that uh, I see a lot of people from different countries coming across the world and saying how beautiful from Cape, uh, how beautiful Cape Town is, because and showing me someone that is from Cape Town how beautiful it really is as well.
4: And uh, for you?
6: Uh, it's just the experience all the time. I mean, meeting new faces, meeting new people. You get those people that always are from overseas, always willing to, I mean, if, we, if they can come all this way, I'm sure we can go all that way overseas just to go around and park run as well, you know?
4: Oh, well that sounds like there's a dare to die to get the flight tickets ready to go somewhere <laughs> <In>
6: response, <yes. laughs>
5: oh, right. so what, what we enjoy in the park run keeps the family together too you know because some family time especially in a saturday morning and we start out with with the park run and we enjoy the time together they participate in many other sports too but I'm, in, I'm not up to playing golf and those things with them. I'm not at that, that league, so I enjoy with the time with the kids and so on, and it's really difficult, you know, because of the older children's all married, and for them to get together and so on, and to organize that is quite difficult, especially when it comes to far distances. Yeah.
4: So uh, guys, it was really very nice meeting you here at Living Colour Parkrun, and uh, enjoy the parkruns, and um, I see that's not too far for those 500 shirts, the blue shirts uh, on the way.
6: Not too far, not too far. I just hope I get there, and when I get there, I need to fill up my 72 different um, volunteer Because
4: I've already got 72, I want 100 as well. Fantastic! So uh, all the best, and uh, we'll see you uh, in the next Western Cape event. Um, Adventurers, that's me signing off from Living Colour Parkrun. Happy park running! Till next time. Okay, thank
7: you. Good morning, Parkrun adventurers. This is US correspondent Jeff. I am uh, checking in from my car. ...in the ancestral lands of the Wyandotte people along Lake Erie at the tippy-top of the state of Ohio. I drove a little over five hours yesterday to be here in Huron for the 25th edition of Osborne Metro Park Park Run. Uh, All week I was intending to visit a park run in Cleveland, uh, which is uh, more northeast along the lake, uh, but the weather forecast there began to call for uh, some slush and ice, uh, so I uh, changed my plans on Thursday... And uh even though it's still uh, bitterly cold here, I'm uh looking forward to uh checking off a new event in my class to become an Ohio statesman in twenty twenty three. my friend and uh fellow parkrun ambassador Emma Keir is visiting this morning as well. Uh and some other Michigan park runners uh, made the trip uh with her. So hopefully it's not too windy to uh, get some audio with uh, those folks and uh with the team here at Osborne. But uh we'll see about that. Uh all right, so I'll talk to you guys in a minute
4: uh c and then when we get down to the back
7: you've got to come turn around and make it one more time so it's a two lap course it's
8: my um uh, 18th time it's
7: volunteer your 18th time volunteering i'm here i'm here with denise uh parker and adventures and denise is timekeeping today how is it today how how's the how's the turnout um,
8: it, the turnout's good um not We've we've had better and we've had worse days than this. That's been better, but we still have a good turnout. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome course. We're running on our uh, winter course, which isn't as scenic as our normal course. But I it. it's still a good course. I like it. It's yeah. still a good course. It's still a good course. So, but it's it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it.
7: How did you get involved with the park right here?
8: Well, I moved, I moved from Wakeman to here, and I, I belong to the Friends of Erie Metro Park, which Joyce is the president. Of. Okay, and um, uh, got they Martin started it and looked for volunteers, and we heard about it, and here we are.
7: Have you have you been able to walk? Oh or, yes, or, okay, yes, awesome. Yes, yes, Th- been able to
8: walk, done all the positions, been tail walker, walked the course. I I live cl- very close, so I can walk that's over terrific. here and walk the course. Yes, thank yeah, you, thank yes, you for. Yeah.
7: Uh, yeah. Reducing your carbon footprint. Okay. How many times have you volunteered? You said
8: eighteen.
7: Eighteen. Okay. So also yeah. you're, you're yeah. Getting, getting close to yeah. your uh, twenty-five milestone shirt yes. here. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if you got
8: one or not. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. Yes, it, it, but I enjoy it.
7: Yeah. Thank you so much for okay. uh,
8: for chatting with me. Okay. Thank you. Yeah.
7: Okay. Adventures. I'm back with.
9: Martin and Morgan.
7: Martin and Morgan, and uh, are you co-event directors or you're the
9: sole event director? I'm the event director, but Morgan is basically co-event director.
7: Okay, <laughs> and, and Morgan Morgan was the run director today, so how, how was it today?
10: It was great. It was, um, it was a little bit chilly today, but there was no snow. Um, uh, my feet are a little bit cold, but my, Same. <laughs> my, I have a hand warmer, though, so at least
7: my hands are warm. Yeah, I, I don't know if our Australian listeners will know about hot hands, but uh, they, they are a remarkable invention, and we use them quite a bit uh, in the Midwestern United States. So, uh, Martin, uh, brought, this is the uh, 25th uh, event for Osborne Metro Parks. You started back in July. What was the impetus for you all to bring a park run here to? Uh,
9: to County. Morgan and I, um, we did our first park run way back in 2015 in South Africa. Um, The Doozy. Yeah, Doozy near Peter Maritzburg. Um, And we loved it, so we we did that several times. Um, And I'm originally from England, so when I moved back to England, I I did a few there a lot. Um, And then when we moved here, um, back in 2016... We had to travel an hour plus to get to our closest park run, so we wanted to one bring it to the community because um, we love the idea of park run, but also two, kind of selfishly, we wanted to do a park run without having to t- travel an hour plus. So yeah, I mean that that was the impetus, oh, yeah. I guess.
7: And you all have a quite quite a volunteer squad today, and you have some first time volunteers today too, right?
9: Yeah, like. Um, three or four first-timers from the local community mm-hmm. and then if another couple of first-time volunteers travel down from ann arbor michigan as well from the lily park run so yeah we're, we're building up that community um people are getting the word out which is great
10: i think people are still surprised that it's every saturday and whenever they realize that they i think they realize it's something special too. Yeah.
7: It really makes it easier to to keep up a routine. You know, it's going to be in the same time, in the same place every single week. Well, first time volunteers, like the three words that every one run director wants to hear. I mean, just bring them on, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, um, this is a uh, podcast about parkrun tourism and adventuring. Um, what are some uh, other parkruns you all have done that are remarkable or stand out?
10: Um, well, recently we traveled up to Ann Arbor for their New Year's Day um, park run. And that was really fun. Just started the year off really um, on, a, on a good foot. And, yeah. Um, yeah, but I've I've done um, Mansfield, uh, which is just south of here, 14 times. So I need to get back there for 15. And um there's a few in Cleveland, um that are very nice as well. And, um yeah. but I I mean I we've done some in England as well. And um I don't know, I, I don't like the Eastly one. It's <laughs> it's just like three times around this grassy track and like it's muddy and <laughs> uh, Sorry for Eastleigh, yeah. But I that's, didn't
9: sorry, Eastleigh. Too much. That's also my home park run, where I'm from. So <laughs> yeah. no offense taken. Um, but the one close to there in Southampton—that's one of the biggest ones in the mm-hmm. world. That's where I um, have my park run record, and I did my 50th. Um, they regularly have over a thousand people, so that was probably one of my favorite experiences in park run. Eastleigh too.
10: I mean, at that point, whenever I was running, I was really hard on myself and. The, the fact that the course was so muddy and, and slippery, that didn't help as well, but I'd like to do it again. Exactly,
7: if you went back, you may have a d- different perspective mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. Do, do you guys have any, any plans for 2023 to do any, do any touring?
9: Um, yeah, next next month we're heading down to Florida, um, to do the uh, Weedon Island Preserve Park Run, we've done that a couple times before, but we're going to do that. That was again. mostly on
7: boardwalk, right? Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful, yeah. beautiful,
9: and it's so early as well, so you get the sunrise, and yeah, it's beautiful.
7: Got it. You can't take uh, Malibu to that one though. No,
9: <laughs> she, she's not coming to that one. Yeah.
10: Uh, Sippo Lake, you wanna yeah, one? we want
7: to do that. one.
9: Yeah,
10: we
9: want to do that
7: one. Morgan's gonna gonna take off. So thank you all for uh, for uh, chatting with me. Can't yeah, thanks, you yeah. yeah. Okay. Alrighty, adventurers, that is going to wrap it up for me. I am fully caffeinated and I uh, had a meatball sub and I'm ready for my trip home. Uh, I want to thank uh, Martin and Morgan and uh, the rest of the very lovely team at Osborne Metro Park Park Run. Uh, if you are in the northern Ohio area, the Lake Erie area, um, Huron is part of the Sandusky metro area, which uh, Sandusky is home to cedar point amusement park if you're into roller coasters you've probably heard of it they have some of the tallest and fastest in the world uh, not my thing but it might be yours uh, so if you're in the area now you know that you have a park run to go to and uh, they have a summer course so uh, you'll be able to tell me all about it when you come thank you all so much for listening and uh, I really like seeing all of your uh, warm weather pictures uh, while we're freezing uh, in January here in the U.S. so More tank tops, more ugly Christmas gear. Keep it coming all winter, and uh, I'll return the favor to you in July. Uh, Until then, talk to you later.
0: Thank you to our roving reporters, Ellison, Johan, and Jeff, coming to us from the UK, from uh, South Africa, and the US of A. Ollie. All the colours of the spectrum this week. That's right.
1: What a trip. We've
0: been all around the world.
1: Yeah, it helps me make up for it. (laughs) But why stop there? Uh, Let's go to Dazz's. Mel, so at Dazz's this week, he said, Hey, Rachel, where's the best park faff this weekend? Dazz is keen to hear all your answers. Come on in, get comfy and share your park run story. And coming in in New Zealand was Jack Corkle, who said... Morning, Dazza. Only stayed local for one week and now adventuring again, this time across to New Zealand to Poorenga Park Run. Had to go to the smelly park run and got to meet Allison as well, who was run directing. Awesome run and hopefully the sun can stay out for a couple more weeks to do a couple more New Zealand park runs. And Jack did share a photo of he and Claire in the selfie frame.
0: There was also a photo shared by Alison of the three of them. And I don't know about you, but I got a little bit of a thrill to see Jack and Claire over there visiting Alison at Perenga.
1: <laughs> the Smelly Park Run.
0: Is,
1: <laughs> is that a nickname that sticks?
0: I also want to go to the Smelly Park Run.
1: Oh, uh, I'm still dreaming up World Cup excuses to make it over there. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, it might be on my radar this year, I think. But we also heard from Barbara Luther, and she said, we had a very nice social morning with family members at Rockhampton Park Run. It was very special for Gemma Kiaski and me to be there for our sister's 250th Park Run milestone. Now, I know, Ollie... <laughs> Sister was, in fact, Dot, and uh, Barbara and Gemma were partaking in quite a bit of family celebrations. There was extra T-shirts made for the occasion. Mm. There was a group of kids also wearing homemade T-shirts in honour of Dot. Yeah. So, well done. I believe Dot 75 at least. So, It's a great milestone for Dot.
1: Very, very nicely supported there. And congratulations, Dot. Now, coming in, one very liked post. Sam Schroeder, who said, Good morning, Dazza. Luke and I had a beautiful morning at Picton Park Run. I had a run and Luke had a go at barcode scanning for the first time. He did an excellent job and enjoyed it. Then we had a delicious breakfast at Picton Social. And uh, thank you, Sam, for the photo, a selfie taken by Luke of Luke and Sam.
0: Well done, Luke, stepping up for barcode scanning. We also heard from Sarah Jefferson who said, hey, Dazza, volunteerism tick 250 events tick yay at university of wa park run wearing the 250 regalia and we had a photo of sarah in graduation gown with a 250 sash yes well done sarah looks
1: very smart now um on the volleying front, and uh, particularly appreciative for this particular volley this week, Karen Hamilton, who said, me and Darwin had the boss's vest and megaphone at Shalaba.
2: <laughs>
1: and uh, the photo shared was of Karen and Darwin with the megaphone, that is Karen with the megaphone and Darwin, uh, doing
0: the RD thing. Good photo too. I yeah. love seeing Darwin at Schlaba that's right I love that it's not really an acronym but it's just uh, Schlaba Schlaba yeah Yeah. it's been adopted would you say by the locals as a shortened version of Shell Harbour
1: yeah by some at least I'm sure by some shalaba we
0: also heard from erica Liotta, who was touristing she said big adventure to bagara Parkrun for me included an overnight stay waking up to a flat tire eh. eight hours of driving and getting to park run seven minutes late but still getting to run and scan my token and erica shared a photo with the selfie frame, we are so glad that you got to parkrun, Erica.
1: Yeah, that's taking it beyond cutting it fine. Yeah, mm. well done, Helen Rutter over in the UK said all the way to Lordship Recreation Ground parkrun to see my London buddies. Park faff at the community hub was fantastic. Egg and mushroom buddy and a cake. Well, it was my one hundred and fiftieth different event. Hashtag arbitrary. And Helen sharing the photo of herself and friends at the ParkFraft table. And uh, with a further reply. Of a pic of a lake with two lovely white swans.
0: That's a cow and a half. That's no mean feat. Absolutely. Definitely worth celebrating with a butty. (laughs) And a cake. We also heard from Johan. He said, I was off to Living Colour Park Run near Darling in the Western Cape. We have heard from him just earlier. It's dry season now, so the colours are a bit muted, but I did meet some pretty colourful characters. Fantastic cafe at the start finish of a rather demanding route with an initial headwind that had my eyes water. Wilson Index and Fibonacci number 21 ticked off. And stopwatch bingo. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse my terrible voice there, but well done, Johan, and congratulations.
1: That's got to feel good.
0: Yeah, and Johan shared a beautiful landscape photo that he is renowned for. Mm, He is. Including Michelle in her colourful outfit and Johan, Philippa, and Lydia. And, oh, no, I can't say their names. Monieb. Monieb? He probably said it in his roving report, and I haven't listened closely enough. I need to study these things. I'll get my comments on point.
1: Well done, and well done. And we heard uh, not so far west from where I am as as South Africa, but still fairly west. Chris Gore in WA. who said, Hi Dazza, not a lot of post-park run faffing today as we had things to do after, but we did do a bit before the run. We were undecided as to where to run today, so Karen chose to do a run that would help towards our P index and headed out to Shelley Park Run. Shelley is a great out-and-back course along the Canning River, but it was a windy morning. The times on the outward leg were very good, but slowed down a bit coming back. We managed to get a Zoomy in and to tick that challenge chart box. And uh, thank you, Chris, for sharing the photos, the two pics in the collage, and uh, I believe one of each doing a Zoomy.
0: They should be your sister park run if they're called Shelly. (laughs) Shelly.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) You need to get onto that, Ollie.
1: Well, yes, I I have heard others uh, close to home calling Shalaba Shelley. So that's that's why I'm probably a bit more fond of it being Shalaba because, yeah, otherwise I suppose there could be a bit of confusion notwithstanding uh-huh. obvious geographical differences.
0: We also heard from Sarah Langley. She sent us an email this week, Ollie, and she said, Good morning, Mel and Ollie. It was a great weekend for Parkrun Celebrations as we celebrated Shepparton's ninth birthday and then left home at 5 a.m. on Sunday to visit Ainsbury Junior." on their second birthday always great to catch up with fellow adventurers and make new friends along the way from Sarah Lynn and cousin Bazar in Shepparton. and we had a lovely photo from Sarah of herself and Lynn with the I volunteered at Judy's sign. <laughs>
1: That's right. Very good effort. We're milking
0: that sign, Ollie. We're trying to spread the juniors' word far and wide in Australia. We've only got five events here in Australia. We need to build juniors over here.
1: And it does take a great deal of support. And uh, I'm ashamed to say that I have not been one of those supporters yet, Mel, and I do apologise for that.
0: Get yourself down here, dude, with your kids.
1: (laughs) If I can get myself organised in that way, it would be wonderful. Um, And... Hopefully many more of us also discover that to help bring it to life because it's no small feat apart from the feat of the participants who are predominantly small-footed, being juniors.
0: So there are some good numbers at junior park runs. We shouldn't measure everything on the numbers that appear at Ainsbury. We had... Mm. We had 14 kids this week. Now 14 is 14 and you know it isn't just about the numbers and it's 100% about the community and I just love my home event and I love I love seeing all the kids in the morning but I also love the after event part of Junior Park Run having coffee and socializing so that's very much a part of my Sunday routine which I love. But there is a lot of other junior events in Australia. Well, not a lot. There's four others. (laughs) They get more juniors than us, but we shouldn't measure our success on the amount of kids that arrive.
1: Yeah, that's right. It is all about the community and the experience for the kids, and it's great to see more volunteering supporting that. So, yeah, thank you, everyone, for joining us at Dazz's this week. Mel, um, how are we looking on the envelope front? Because I'm a bit nervous about the post that's here in front of me. Uh, I can take a look.
0: You haven't got an envelope. You know why you haven't got an envelope, Ollie? Because I've got the envelope today. Oh,
1: whew, whew. not just my messy desk.
0: <laughs> Fear not, my friend. Yes, Fear thank not. you. The envelope is here in my in-tray, and let me open this week's envelope. Thank you. Okay. Coming hot off the heels of the Golden Globes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Does that mean we need a speech? Uh,
0: no, no, we don't go No, there. okay. This week's Obie Award goes to drumroll. <laughs> Sarah Langley coming to us at junior park run with Lynn Hewson but the OB goes Sarah because she's the one that emailed us so thank you that's
1: right showing a different mode of transport to get to Daz's this week see don't have to be on Facebook to join us in Daz's absolutely not congratulations Sarah With the bonus price,
0: Yes, yes, we should say we still have the extra bonus. It's not snazzy, is it? It's classy.
1: Yes, it is classy. So for a very limited time only, uh, Sarah, you are very lucky. At least we think so. Uh, Again, thank you, everyone, uh, for joining us at Dazz's. Now, Mel, I believe we have a return uh, from last week's segment. Uh, Rachel is back.
0: Rachel is absolutely back, our very own AI. So yes, good throw, Ollie, and I'll leave it to you.
1: (laughs) Okay, Rachel, what do you have for us this week?
11: Welcome back, this is Rachel with Club Corner, where we talk about the what and why of parkrun clubs. Hey Rachel, what is an nd? Just joking. We all know about the English language alphabet, A, B, C etc. Parkrun event names in Australia are written in English and are sorted using the English alphabet. Some parkrunners like to collect things, and today's featured club is called Alphabet Ears. An alphabet ear collects event names, sorted by the first letter of the English alphabet. The goal is to run walk or jog at events using all of the letters of the English alphabet. There is a parallel volunteer alphabet here, and some people count both participations simultaneously. All the letters of the English alphabet are present for Australia, except one letter. In November 20, 22 there were 445 active events open to the public and some letters are more popular than others. How popular? The letter C is used to begin 49 event names, and the letter M begins 44 event names. This continues all the way down to the letters I and V, both used only thrice each, and Z is only used once in Australia. But there is one letter not used at all. X. Some letters can be considered as scarce, they are present in half or fewer of the eight states and territories within Australia. Looking at Z. It's only at Zilmere in Queensland. Queensland also has two of the three Vs available. But if you want a Q, then New South Wales is your best bet as they have two of the four available. No state or territory has the complete alphabet available, so there are Parkrun adventures required to complete this club-slash-achievement. In Parkrun life, all non-milestone clubs are unofficial and unsupported by Parkrun, so stay tuned for our future Club Corners.
0: Thank you, Rachel, hearing all about the Alphabetia Club. Ollie, have you got all your alphabet yet? I don't.
1: I certainly do not. I am still missing an I. I'm still missing a J. Yeah, I'm still a few off.
0: I'm just missing a Z, but mm. I'll get there one day. But we've got mail.
1: You've got mail. We do. Should I read the mail? Please. Well, our mail this week comes from Alison of the Channel 5 news crew over in New Zealand. And she said, Hey, Mel and Ollie. Colin Thorne turned 99 on Saturday and set a new age grade record for New Zealand. He finished in 56.04. One hundred and seven point four percent in the VM ninety-five to ninety-nine age group. Wow! We also achieved a new record for park runners with five thousand six hundred and twelve finishes. That's two hundred and fifty-six more than our last record-breaking day on Christmas Eve. Three events broke their attendance record, and our average time has increased by a second for the last four weeks. It's increased from. Thirty-one eleven to thirty-one twenty-one since the launch of Parkrun. Looking good for Parkrun in New Zealand this year, Alison.
0: Oh, that is good news.
1: Yeah, yes, and some some impressive stats. I mean, that uh, very gradual creep in the average time—that's been a very gentle change.
0: Absolutely good for them.
1: Yes, thank you, Alison. Now, Mel. How are we looking on the club front?
0: Well, the Consolidated Club report for Saturday the 14th of January 2023 of a total of 367 members. 303 took part on this date at 168 locations. We had adventurers at 19 events in the UK, at two events in South Africa and one event in the USA, Singapore, Japan and Germany locally there were adventurers at 37 events in the greatest state 35 events in the second greatest state New south wales adventurers at 29 events in queensland nine in south australia and west australia the act and the north island had eight events there were adventurers at six events in tassie and two at the south island wow <laughs> uh
1: very close but i appreciate the the new title uh
0: <laughs> the second w- greatest state yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> um
1: all right mel how are we on the fronde france um
0: hmm so ollie uh we need to have a talk about this gather in everybody gather in Mm -hmm. It's time for a chat. So the two largest fronds this week are disqualified on account of breaking the unwritten rule by attending launches. So with those disqualifications, this means that Shell Harbour does a Bradbury with six adventurers and wins the largest frond. Go, Shell (laughs) Harbour. What I would like to say is a very big thank you. And the thank you is to all the adventurers that knew that there were launches in Queensland and Victoria this week. They knew, but they didn't go. They made the decision to stay away, to let the events have their first week and settle in. So thank you to all those people that knew and made that decision. You're appreciated.
1: Well said, Mel. And I think that their are... Uh, maybe is a a certain individual over here that uh, appreciates that uh, by virtue of that unwritten rule, there was a certain outcome. But, (laughs) yes.
0: (laughs) You win by default, you do. I win by
1: default, that's right.
0: But we should um, announce there was indeed a launch at Columbine in Victoria, which gives a third event to Ballarat in Victoria and also Brisbane Valley Rail Trail Blackbutt in Queensland. So they were the two launches we had this last weekend.
1: So welcome to the Parkrun family, gang.
0: Absolutely welcome.
1: Well, thank you for the stats, Mel.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I hope it didn't bring too bad a vibe to the stats. It wasn't my intention. I was trying to skirt around the elephant in the room this week?
1: I think that we understand that everyone has their own thoughts on, as we say, the unwritten rule. Uh, I think that in most cases, I'm sure not every case, but in most cases, event teams do appreciate not being overwhelmed with a large number of visitors at that new event. Plenty of views, plenty of views, of course. But yes.
0: Should we elaborate on this, Ollie? Because With Me Now I did have um, a discussion on this in their last episode as well. And, you know, we also try to um, align with the unwritten rule now in Australia for silent launches. Um, it's not something that Parkrun comes out and... Publicly states,
1: it's an approach, and yeah, you know, I think that you know, as we are seeing. I haven't been at any of the launches, so I don't know. And that's you know, launches in the last couple of years. I've absolutely been to launches previously, but yeah, it appears that launches currently are not necessarily overwhelmed with numbers. I've been to at least one very busy launch or a couple of busy launches, volunteering and running. And yeah, I think, you know, as a, particularly as a volunteer on on one of those, I can appreciate that might've been easier if it was a bit quieter. It was a great experience nonetheless, but yeah, it might've, might've helped things settle in, even though I was an experienced volunteer. Um, Mm. but Yes. I suppose it's it's, you know, something we reference as an unwritten rule because it is not clearly something that is necessarily reinforced and there are ways of finding out information, aren't there? So when that's available, given that we all do have our own thoughts and opinions, yeah, there'll be a variety of approaches.
0: Yeah, and I think to to be a bit more direct
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're saying I'm not direct.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No one's ever said that to me. We'd love you the way you are, but um, <laughs> no. What I what I wanted to say was that events do go out of their way to keep their launches quiet. And that is the policy from Parkrun Australia. And it's also something that has been going for some time in the UK. Other countries don't have this issue. This issue is more related to the fact that launches were starting to get uh, numbers that were unmanageable, I suppose. Now, in certain circles, it is Thought by some that if an event appears on the Parkrun map prior to the launch, it's fair game. You can go. It's there. It's on the map. Also, if the event reaches out to its local community for the trials to get the local community involved and to practice and, and go through the motions, then the tourists, they think that then that's fair game because the, the trials have been advertised, so therefore it's out there in the public space. No, 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 no. That is there for the local community. And that's the whole purpose of it, to reach out to the local community. That is not an open invitation to tourists, in my view. That is my personal view and that is what I'm putting forward. Yeah,
1: and I appreciate your view, Mel, and I think, again, from the perspective of a volunteer, I appreciate it because I think that we need to support our teams. Um, if, If, for example, there are... Ways that you know, technology and processes, and and you know anything else that could, that could be changed, you know, could help make it even easier to silently launch, or to make it even easier to launch with everyone there, then might change my view. But I think all things considered, right now, I echo what you are saying. Uh, appreciate that a large number of people do moderate their attendance, uh, so we give these guys a great welcoming and introduction to the parkrun family.
0: And I am first to admit that for a long time I was very upset about the shift in culture within Parkrun in Australia to make a launch a no-go zone. I didn't like that, Ollie. I wanted to still go and and I did initially – I'm the first to put my hand up and say uh, that I was reluctant to accept that new rule. I still turned up for launches for a little while because I didn't like being told I couldn't go, not because I didn't appreciate the idea behind keeping it small. I think what it was previously, launches were somewhere where the tourist community all came together. And yes. it was a big meetup and all the tourists would turn up for a launch. And because when you're a tourist, you don't, um, well, you, you're a little bit different as an event director. And, I mean, I'm I'm different in the way that I have juniors on a Sunday, but, And generally, if you're a tourist, you're not at the same event every week, so you don't see the same people. But when you go to a launch, all the tourists would converge for the launch, and it was a big meetup, and it was a big party, and it was a big celebration, and there was cake, and it was exciting, and you would go there knowing that you would see a lot of people from your tourist community. And I didn't want to give that up.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I wasn't willing to give that up, and it it did take me a while, and- Everybody is on their own journey and everybody has to come to that realisation in their own time and I get that. And if we can do anything on this podcast with the voice that we've got, it is to appeal to the tourist community to say it's time to consider these issues and maybe to step back if you can and wait to event two, to event three, to event four, whatever. You don't have to go to the first event. And
1: I also think you've got an excellent point. Um, it, it's the experience and it's the connection. And uh, I've got a bit of a hunch that a lot of individuals, potentially most individuals that might listen to this podcast, really enjoy Um, and the connection and the experience that comes through that. So, yeah, that's why that is so crucial and you know we can't claim credit for things like palm of course you and i because hey you know, we were attendees at the first palm it was, it was someone else's great idea but you know that's i suppose proactively what we like to try and encourage to help provide that opportunity to connect in a way uh with some slightly more established events for people that do travel long distances and do like that experience and there are some other great examples of, of catch-ups and meetups ups that, that people do coordinate and and again thankfully through some of the different channels um, are able to connect but yeah hear your appeal Mel and um, yeah I'd say until such time as there maybe is a, a smoother way for events and teams to feel much much more confident and comfortable and you know things to be set up to support them. Yeah, I'm, I back you on that. Yes. Thank you. And ask that everyone takes you know, takes that considerate approach. Of course, everyone's going to have their own circumstances, but a bit of consideration goes a long way.
0: Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, excuse me for being on my soapbox, but we've got a voice and, like, we'd be silly not to use it for the greater good for Parkrun. And, yeah, a big shout-out to all those adventurers. You knew damn well there was launches and you didn't go. So. Go you.
1: But that said, Mel, there's a whole lot more park running still going on next week. And, um, yeah, we, we look forward to a whole range of experiences. And um, we hope that uh, we do get to hear in the coming weeks about some of those great new events.
0: Uh, yes. And I also wanted to mention there was a full sweep this week in the ICT. So the ICT is relatively compact when it comes to <laughs> representation in the Adventurers yes. Club. But we had adventurers at all eight events in the ACT this week. So I thought that was worth a mention. Yeah.
1: What coverage. Mm. Very nice. Have any of those ACT uh, adventurers or events with adventurers inspired you to head back north again next week, Mel?
0: Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. So I am, I'm adventuring again, Ollie. And I am heading west. Is that right? Yes. (laughs) I had to think about that. You know, my geography isn't great. I'm heading west. I am going back. So it doesn't feel right to say I'm heading west to South Australia, but I actually am (laughs) because South Australia is west of Victoria. I am heading to Gulwa with Zoe and I'm bringing a friend along with her. We're going to be staying a week over there and enjoying all the fun that there is to explore. We'll be going to juniors. We're going to Thorndon on Sunday.
1: very nice.
0: I'm so excited. I'm going to be the tail walker and Zoe and her friend Alicia are going to be joining me and experiencing another junior park run. So that is all the fun that is going on in my world. What about you, Ollie?
1: I'm going to be run directing at home at Schlaba. Schlaba. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I get the boss jacket this week and don't get Darwin, but nonetheless look forward to the getting back home and enjoying another stint out there with the crew.
0: Excellent, excellent. Do you have adventures in your future?
1: I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Um Yeah, I have nothing planned, which is quite, I mean, I I have something planned in April, of course, Um, (laughs) but yeah, it's a big blank spot right now. That's okay,
0: because you had Mm. a busy last quarter of 2022. So, you know, this is just settling back before the next push. It's been a
1: big effort keeping up with all you guys. Like,
0: you know, regular (laughs) listener, but adventuring, yeah,
1: hasn't hasn't always been the top of my game and uh Warm me out, Mel. Um, That's okay, but, Ollie, because yeah. you
0: don't have to be an adventurer to enjoy the podcast. You can listen and you can just enjoy virtually.
1: Quite right. It's quite right. And hey, there are a lot of tourists and adventurers that come through and visit me, which is absolutely thrilling as well. Oh, so, yes. yes.
0: Your guest book. It's very impressive. Yes.
1: It's a long standing one. And uh, I hope it continues to stand long. <laughs> but. Okay, well, <laughs> we'll we'll step off the soapbox and uh, I'll shut up now. But thank you, Mel, for another week and uh, for sharing your Parkrun Adventurers. And thank you, everyone. As always, you can contact us via Facebook or our email, which is parkrunadventurers at gmail.com. Yes, that is it for another week. We'll see you all next week for more adventures.